click. Kathy, you should be seeing a record signal, is that? You see that? Connected and I'm just seeing connected. Is it starting there? I'm I'm seeing a recording. Yeah, you're, you're Great. Recording. So I, okay. And I, well, I can see, do you know, the little, like there's, there's a, um, a time scale. That's, so that's it. That's her. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Oh, well, thank you. First off, thank you, Cathy, for agreeing to the second uh, OOCIO podcast on mindful meditation. Um, Cathy, the last time we spoke, you gave some great you give a great overview of the research behind mindful meditation and also where mindful meditation is happening currently in clinical practice and in other areas of the HSE. Um, you also did a short meditation that last day and we were hoping today maybe for our listeners that we could build on that but I suppose before we get into doing that Cathy can you just remind listeners what is mindful meditation? So thanks very much, Thalma. And um, so maybe just to come back to the definition, which mm -hmm. I think is important, that the practice of mindfulness or mindful meditation is paying attention in the present moment. Now, that's in a particular way on purpose, with awareness and without judgment. And we did talk a little bit about the practice of mindfulness, which is a technique, mostly focusing on the breath, where we try to anchor our thoughts in the present moment. Now, I like to call that the work of meditation because it is a practice. And you may find a technique that might suit you, such as focusing on the breath, or some people like to go into counting the breath in and out, or just saying silently in on the in-breath and out on the out-breath. Now, this issue with distractions, we just need to acknowledge how distracted we might be and to also be able to take the reins of the mind and possibly direct your mind to be calm and clear. Now, it does take practice, no doubt about that, but it's only through the practice that you can find the physiological effects and benefits of meditation and slow deep breathing and that may be to lower the blood pressure and the heart rate and calm the minds because we do know that if our thoughts are all over the place or very busy then the mind can be very activated and we can be on that whole adrenaline cortisol hamster wheel now I fully believe we can bring mindful meditation into everyday life. It just recently, I'm doing a piece for the Quality Improvement Division on mindful hand washing, which is something we're doing sometimes hundreds of times a day now. But yes. could you use those few seconds to center yourself, to ground yourself? And could we bring it to our team meetings? You know, Thelma and I were just talking about, it may be more appropriate to do a short meditation yeah, yes. at the end of the, of the, the meeting. meeting. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you rush in late, you you feel like you might be disturbing people. So, it's it's some it's it's techniques and practices that suit where you are in life. And at the although we'll do a short practice here today, which I hope you'll enjoy. You know, it should be enjoyable. It should be you should be able to be light-hearted about it now. You know, I think sometimes people can think about, oh, mindfulness, I don't have time, it's too 
out there, but it, it is something that can bring more harmony and happiness into your life. And this whole work of acceptance, that's tough, particularly at the moment, accepting things as they are. They can just help, you know, the practice can help us be more aware of how we're feeling and certainly help us to become less reactive and more responsive and to to think about well what's my part in this uh you know what can i influence i can't sometimes do anything about what's happening but i can do something about how i react to it and it it certainly has that effect on us uh, if we practice and recently uh, you know the way andy from headspace has put up that lovely piece on on Netflix, you know, it's it's a six little animated, I suppose, versions of an introduction to meditation. And it's really wonderful. It could be used by anybody. So if you type Headspace into your search mm -hmm. bar on Netflix, that's a wonderful thing that might also be a tool that you might use to extend your knowledge about meditation. And certainly Thelma, I think, will share the, the Bowman Hospital mindfulness um, website, really, which has mm. wonderful techniques on it. Uh, you know, mindfulness meditation with music, autogenics, body scans, and it's very professional and it's free. So I'd invite you, if you have time and if you can make time for to have a look at that. Yes, I'm just take, jotting that down, Cathy, and that's we might put a link um, on this podcast to, to, to that to that site. Or certainly note it down. Yeah. Um, so here we are again. Here we are again. <laughs> and and Cathy, before we before we got into the podcast, we were just having that chat um, or having a chat, I should say. And uh, you, you you mentioned Lawrence and. Dr. Barry White against, and I suppose maybe it's no harm just to to remind people who they are. And there are some developments from both Lawrence and uh, Barry. Can you just talk a little yeah, bit so about they, that? Sure. They've put up um, a whole series of videos and talks by Barry on meditation for health. And I think Barry's very concerned at the moment about how post-pandemic, how we're going to move into a, a holistic way of delivering the service, um, our health service, because it is a service that's there for all of us. Um, it's very interesting how he looks at well-being himself. And Lawrence, uh, I think he's, he's writing a new book, Barry. I'm not sure when that will be published, but it is on the WCCM website. Now, I don't know, sometimes they have some free things up mm sometimes you may have to pay for lectures so i i it's another fantastic i would say a bit of information that for people who want to take a little bit deeper or look at this uh, the whole theory and the research as thelma you know talked about yeah. there they did some research post the the course we did in the royal college of physicians looking at burnout and stress working in healthcare and how you know can we create more healthy workplaces and can we be more supportive of e each other and can we start looking at health from the holistic you know we're not just bodies we and in fact a lot of stuff about the immune system now which is fascinating how our immune system as we know can be affected by stress uh, certainly the immune system is 
absolutely amazing. You know, the work it's doing every day for all of us. So I think he's starting to have a little bit of a look at the immune system and our diet. If we're getting enough sleep, if we're able to get out and get some exercise. Um, and those are the building blocks. Look at, you know, we don't, we're not all perfect and it's, it's very hard to, to keep the wheels turning the whole time. But I do think meditation and mindfulness can bring the whole thing together mm -hmm. and it certainly has an effect on our stress levels. So yeah. I hope that, you know, anyone's who, anyone who's interested in this concept might look at it, but might more importantly establish a daily practice because okay. that's how you get the benefits. Okay. You know, it might be whatever. To, sorry, Thelma, go no, ahead. No, no, it's just, just for, for our listeners, you mentioned the CCM website. Yeah, so it's a WCCM website. And what does that stand for? Now, if if if, you, if people you know? were, you, I mean, I, I've said before, Lawrence is a, a Benedictine monk. Yes. So it, it does stand for the World Centre for Christian Meditation. Now, however, I'm always a little bit nervous, as you know, oh, even when, yes, I'm yes. doing, when I'm doing leading practices. I mean, I was brought up as a Catholic, as a Christian, um, and I... I you know, st I still have connections there. I'm, you know, my mother mightn't think I'm, I'm <laughs> if she was here, she mightn't think I was still practicing. But um, it isn't about, and what was interesting with Lawrence was he talked about all the traditions. He talked about the Christian tradition, the Islamic tradition, the, you know, the Judeo-Christian links. And he talked very, very eloquently about, you know, all those Eastern traditions in China, in Japan, and how the different cultures really propose the same things as we all know, you know, the same things about okay. compassion, about supporting each other as, as a person and as a community. And, you know, the destruction that's happened in Western society possibly over the last 10 years. And I mean, nobody, everyone appreciates technology and none of us want to put the genie back in the bottle because it has done fantastic things for healthcare and for connecting us. I don't know how we would have hoped without it during the pandemic. But, you know, there is a downside to being always connected. And I yes. think we can see there's a lot more articles been written about that, particularly for children, for young people, but also for us now, you know, the whole working at home element is work bleeding into home, is home bleeding into work? How is all this um, affecting us? And, you know, so those things, I think meditation and mindfulness can help you, I think, to be able to say, look at that can wait, you know, unless it's an absolute emergency and life threatening, it could actually wait until I'm ready to get to it. And I think I might have said to you, Thelma, about a colleague who, you know, she has a lot of commitments at home and she decided she would work flexibly, but she has a little tagline at the end of her email saying, at the moment, it suits me to work flexibly, but I don't expect you to answer my email until you're within your work hours. So I thought that was very mindful and respectful. Very person-centred really, isn't it, Cathy? Very person-centred and, and actually a good way of everybody taking a deep breath and saying, 
great. Thank God somebody said that. (laughs) So, (laughs) and yet, I mean, of course, we all have to react quickly if something is urgent and there's nothing wrong, you know, and I may as well say that now, there's nothing wrong with that sort of stress. That sort of stress motivates us, arouses us, you know, gets us, you get the job done. You might get through your list if you're, if you're, um, you know, on the ball, let's say, and you have that good stress going on. And Maureen Gaffney, like in her book in Flourishing, she calls that because sometimes you would get into a, a project or work a bit later, but she calls that being in flow. You know, the things are just mm-hmm. clicking into place for you. You're getting the work done. It's all working out. You're not meeting any problems and she was saying this very much is about flourishing in our lives and let's be honest Thelma I was looking at a a, a survey there in the Irish Independent and the whole thing is called are you happy (laughs) I'm I'm not particularly happy at the minute with what's going on but at the same time you know most of us if we were asked that question we're going to say well now if I was on a beach in Portugal or for me if I was on the top of a mountain in Austria do you know then I'd be happy but you know because because we're mostly plodding through the day, as we know. I, I don't know what we said there at the very beginning, so, something sort of, you know, when, when we were talking about the adrenaline um, mm-hmm. stress hamster wheel that a lot of us are on, that we're just on this roller coaster. And, you know, it, a technique like mindful meditation can help you to just stop it and get off and yeah. say, I can always come back to my thoughts. I, a very interesting thing that was said during the um, the course in the Royal College of Physicians was, you know, we're not our thoughts. And the, the books we looked at, I must say, fantastic. One of the books by Lawrence called The Light Within and some ancient texts as well, the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita and things like that, that, you know, really if you were reading them, the messages are very, very important. But at the same time, how do we bring them? I thought you said something very wise at the beginning. How do we bring all this into our daily lives? You know, it shouldn't be something separate. It's nearly like how we're looking at exercise now. You know, try and get out for a walk at lunchtime. If you're not good at doing it in the evening, try and do it in the morning. How would you bring mindfulness and you know certainly some of the dietitians are looking at mindful eating because we all know if someone said to you what did you have for your lunch you nearly can't even remember do you know so because because we didn't we didn't sit with the food and actually look at it and appreciate it and enjoy it and i certainly know from my clinical career sometimes you were eating on the run and you know you can't really digest your food like that so in in the, that book by carmel sheridan the psychologist the mindful nurse she talked um very wisely about just trying to rest refuel rehydrate you know take a break and 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 we all know that that sometimes the stress levels can build and build and build and it's only when you actually sometimes you hit a crisis or a wall and really that's what we're talking about preventing recognizing the signals or you know so that you can say right i need to just step back from this and take a few deep breaths or that can wait or that, yeah. you know, that can go a yes. little bit further down on the list. I can make priorities both in my personal and professional life. And life is all of those things together. So and so Maureen Gaffney's book, Flourishing, it's called Flourishing. She talks about what helps us to flourish. And she very wisely also said it can take 
five positive thoughts to overcome a negative thought because mm -hmm. we can get very focused on the negative. Uh, you and I know that from delivering mm -hmm. yeah. courses. If, if there was one bad evaluation, you forget we, about all yeah, the lovely things yeah, that everybody has. What's that here? about Kevin? What did I do wrong? Yeah. yeah. yeah so, and I say at the end of these mindfulness practice that I do for staff that, you know, who's our biggest critic? number what you're you know we are our own biggest critics generally you know um so yeah it's it's an interesting one so i i hope that some of those things that we're going to put up the links you know whether it's andy he had, takes a very light-hearted approach on the headspace piece on mm -hmm. netflix the mindful the the beaumont piece fantastic mm -hmm. you know they really talk very very clearly and make it very practical and things you can do to, to bring mindfulness into your everyday life and there's loads of stuff up online as well if 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 as we know what do you call it mr google now mr google dr google dr google <laughs> so look at as as we yeah definitely and and hopefully we'll do another practice now hopefully okay. if unless you have something else you'd like to know i'd love to do one kathy um how long are we aiming for for this so we i'll start off just with the centering exercise which okay. generally takes about a minute or so then we will um do this little body scan and we okay. may just try to sit in silence or, as we said, some people can prefer nice, relaxing background music and we can talk about that um, or it can be added to it. Absolutely. Um, I have a mindfulness podcast up on the HSE land as well, so I, I'd invite people to, to look at that if, and if they can't find it, I'll, I'll make sure you have the link. Okay. That's a little bit longer, but at the same time, if we try to sit with the breath, for two minutes and then I'll just take us, us back okay. um, into the room. Is that Thank okay, you, Kathy? That yeah. sounds lovely. <laughs> Good. Right. So when you're ready and in your own time, just coming into this space, the space that the body occupies and putting your feet flat on the floor. And this is in an effort to ground ourselves in the present moment. Now, relaxing your hands is important. And for some of you, resting them on your thighs or one hand resting in the other. But just making sure that whatever position they're in, it brings your shoulders down. And this is a short opportunity just to see, am I carrying any tension around my neck and shoulders? And really consciously let go of anything you're carrying here around the neck and shoulders. And just consciously drop your attention to your breathing. And if you're happy, gently close your eyes. And at this moment, as you close your eyes, set an intention that you're coming out of the busyness of the mind and into the body. And again, dropping the attention down to the breathing and just consciously relaxing the diaphragm, making room for the breath so that the abdomen rises on the in-breath and gently falls back on the exhalation. And with each exhalation, 
Just feel your shoulders relaxing a little bit more. And if you want to gently drop your chin downwards to rest the muscles at the back of your neck. And just feel where the body is now on the chair. And again, if thoughts come and go, just acknowledge them. Don't judge them. Don't analyze them. Don't follow them. Just keep bringing your attention gently back to the breathing. I'm breathing in calm. I'm breathing out peace. And we will again just use that little analogy about the snow globe. It can really help us to settle the thought waves. And just reminding ourselves that our minds can be like a snow globe when shaken. All the little things going round in our minds, the plans, the lists. So just imagine yourself gently placing the snow globe down on the floor. And now visualize the snowflakes gently fluttering down to the bottom. And we're letting go of any thoughts. We can always come back to them. But for now, for these few moments, just visualize your mind as clear and calm and still. And again, I'm breathing in calm. I'm breathing out peace. Just gently draw your attention up to your face and really allow the muscles of your face to soften and relax. And feel your forehead smoothing out, all the little muscles around your head relaxing. As we again let go of thoughts for these few moments. And just gently relaxing the jaw. And all of the muscles around the neck and shoulders. Feel them softening, releasing, relaxing, consciously letting go. And then just gently drawing your attention down the upper body. And really feel the wonderful sensation of the breath, bringing life to every cell in your body. Filling you up with a lovely lightness and warmth. And again, we're breathing in calm. Breathing out peace. Just gently bringing the attention to your hands and allowing your hands to relax and let go. Just again taking this opportunity to be grateful for the hands and for all the good work we do both in our personal and professional lives. And feel your hands soften and let go. Just keeping the breath flowing in its natural tidal manner 
Breathing in calm. Breathing out peace. Just gently drawing the attention down the lower body and feeling where we are, touching the chair, being aware of the body, allowing the lower body to relax. Just gently drawing the attention down to your feet. Just really feeling your feet relaxed. Feel that lovely red energy of being grounded, strong, steady, secure. And then gently draw the energy, lovely orange energy coming up around the sacral area, being flexible and tolerant and able to go with the flow of life. And then the solar plexus, filling you up with sunshine and warmth and energy. And this lovely area that helps us bring meaning to our lives, have a zest for life. And then the most important center, the heart center. And feel this lovely green energy shine out of your body. And just take this opportunity to set that intention now that your mind is calm, your brain is relaxed, and your heart is relaxed. And although we spend a lot of time in these centers, the lower centers of the red, orange, and yellow, we also bring down the energy from the higher centers. And this is the energy from our higher self, the wise, compassionate, intuitive person, the person with vision and clarity around those purple and blue centers, and the indigo center of speaking kindly to yourself and others, listening carefully and being able to speak your truth. And again, where it all joins up in that green center of the heart energy of unconditional love, gratitude and forgiveness. And just feel yourself settled and relaxed in this moment, the present moment, with your breath. Breathing in calm, breathing out peace. And just staying for another few moments in silence, in this moment, with the breath. My mind is calm, my brain is relaxed, and my heart is relaxed. Breathing in calm, breathing out peace.
just staying in this stillness and silence for another few moments and maybe to just acknowledge that it might be very good for our health and well-being to form the habit of living in the now, possibly through using a mindfulness meditation. Because we do know that when the thoughts are in the present moment, we're paying attention in this moment and people will sense that they have our full attention and presence because we certainly know that when the mind is very busy or all over the place and that can happen, the mind being dragged into the past or pulled into the future. So just to know that at any time we can use the breath to center and calm us. So just when you're ready and in your own time, you may want to gently bring your attention back into the room and also bring a little bit of movement into the body if you wish. And then just when you're ready and in your own time, just gently open your eyes and bring your attention back into the room. And you may want to take a nice deep cleansing breath, breathing in calm, Breathing out peace and drawing the light down towards your heart into that centre again of unconditional love, gratitude and forgiveness. First of all for yourself before you can shine it out towards other people. Namaste, Kathy. I think that's it, Thelma. Okay. Now, there was a bit of noise at the end there, but I don't know if you heard it. I have the microphone on me, so... I um, didn't, Cathy. Of course, I could hear because I'm in the room here, but I just thought, hopefully... And then I thought, well, do you know what? That's life. Maraid was telling us that if there's a dog barking or a truck passing, well, that's it. You don't need to stress about it. No, I think neither of those birds singing. Oh, yeah. what did you think of that, Thelma? That oh, was my, my, my rainbow meditation. <laughs> oh, I loved it, Cathy. Thanks so much. No, I think the fact that we've both got our headphones on, uh, it means even though we can hear noises, I don't think um, the Yeah, the mic stops it. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Good, good. Because I heard a phone yes. going off at one point just before you got into the meditation and I, and I nearly swallowed my tongue trying to... Just get oh, to the door to shut it quickly. Yeah. But you know what? I feel you, you, um, these things, the more you practice, I know you can let go of, you know, if something, if you hear a noise. Now, in, in my meditation in the morning, he, what does he say? Um, what's, what's distracting you? Is it thoughts, sounds, emotions? And even naming those things, you know, specifically naming an emotion, if you say, gosh, I'm, I'm a bit anxious about such and such, or I'm really afraid that's going to go wrong, or blah. Mm -hmm. that, you know, naming things is very empowering, isn't it? You know, you just yeah. say, well, look at, okay, that's fine. It's okay yeah. to be anxious. It's okay yeah. to be afraid. I just yeah. have to get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but like at the moment, if you couldn't self-soothe, that's yeah. what I worry about now. And like your net, and then my, my cousin rang me, her daughter, who's, I think she's only 13 or 14, mm -hmm. like she's developed an eating disorder and 
it is through anxiety and it's a yeah. real adolescent yes. it's a bit dangerous now she is getting some counseling at the moment and we're we're on high alert i think if somebody does display really serious mm -hmm. symptoms of anxiety or mental health issues like you said with your nephew yeah. you're yes. just on high alert at the moment because yeah. you don't know what they're going to do but and i wonder would any of them, because it has certainly become part of cognitive behaviour therapy and dialectic behaviour therapy, using mindfulness to try to stop all this traffic in the mind mm. that mostly isn't true, as we know, all the little stories we tell ourselves, half of it is a load of nonsense. Mm. Um, and it's only when we realise that or you actually think, why am I going on with that in my head? And at night now, if and certainly in the beginning of the pandemic, if I was waking up, I just tried to settle down into taking nice deep breaths. And, you know, sometimes I said the rosary as well, because I thought this is a bit of a mantra, <laughs> you know, bringing me back to my childhood. <laughs> but um, and it can be very settling to, to say a mantra. I Maybe next time I might talk a little bit about that because the mantra is, is, is um, to try to free your thoughts. You know, it's nearly saying this mantra over and over. Uh, the one Barry and Lawrence would say is uh, Ma-Ra-Na-Tha. Now, it's, it's the same as using your breath. And he did say you don't have to you don't have to strap it to your breath, you know, like some people might say Mara on the in-breath and Natha on, but anything with ah in it is very calming. It's like the yogi saying Om, do you know, uh, it tends to just have a vibration that settles your or brain even, down. Even our own saying of ah. Oh, when, yeah, yeah, exactly. when we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you know, though, and that is a, a, it's like I know when I did the yoga teacher training, and we would have said it was the first sound heard in the universe, and there's a symbol for it for Aum. Now, I, I don't know, uh, you know, me, I, I tend not to get to, although the more I listen to her, another wise woman. I thought everything she is saying is true. It's no more than another friend of mine and you, Thelma, who talks about the destruction on the planet, you know, that we're, we're so destructive. Uh, and this virus is actually, unfortunately, the payback, you know, for all. The, and it may even be the case that we've caused destruction in the immune system, which is so delicate you know, with all the toxins. I don't know, but I, I, I find uh, it's very hard to argue with, with you know, someone like David Attenborough. And uh, I don't know if you looked at that thing, sea spiracy, that would even put you off eating fish. I don't know if you eat fish, but no. it certainly wouldn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, we're, we're going moving back to the along, moving along, moving swiftly along, swiftly yeah. along to eating red peppers and oranges. <laughs> <laughs> this won't go into the recording, I don't think. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can stop it. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, I hope so. You get your man Ross or or, or Kate to to to, to, to do this. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, I didn't know whether I should I I should alert you that when I say Namaste, press the button. Okay, okay. Can, well, yeah, I should I should actually say that to you. Okay, well. well then, you um, know what? I'm going to stop the recording. We'll have, we'll now, have that as our, we'll have that as that our, as our signal. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. hang on. Yeah, I'm just going to stop.